Hey everyone, I'm Mona Band. And I'm Chloe Flower. Welcome back to Core Self. Woo! Today we are talking about plastic surgery. Yes. What the hell is plastic surgery? Like, what do you <laughs> consider plastic surgery? It's such a good question because I actually think people can be really judgy and it really, like, there's so many levels to it. Like, I think getting my teeth done is plastic surgery. <laughs> Like what, Which like veneers? Or like veneers, yeah. Yeah, I would consider that a cosmetic procedure. Cosmetic procedure, that's Difference. what we're talking about because yes. it's not like really surge. I think surgery is anything where there was like a cutting and sewing. Okay. Right, oh, wow. so like threads even could be a type of, pl- even though it's considered not, but it's like there's a little bit of cutting and sewing with the needle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, nose job, liposuction, where you're going under, that's obviously considered plastic surgery. Then I think we go into the like, cosmetic procedures, which I don't think plastic surgery we should judge more. I'm just saying what I categorize. So that mm-hmm. would be like lasers, ultrasound, uh, microneedling, PRP, that sort of thing. What about I you? I want them all. No, I, yeah, I consider plastic surgery, I guess like to me, plastic surgery and cosmetic procedures are the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I would consider like veneers, like we talked about veneers is like a cosmetics. Like anything that changes your face, basically. What about radio frequency? Would you call that plastic surgery? Like, I don't exactly know what radio frequency is still. Like, I know you've described it, but, and you talk about, you'll talk about it in in the podcast, but I still am not totally aware of what it is. But yeah, I consider that, you know, anything that costs more than (laughs) $2,000 to me is (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> I know some of these non-surgical procedures are so, still super yeah, expensive. Like so, 2000 a session. Yeah, mm. I actually think that it's a really smart like marketing ploy for people because people mentally are like, oh, it's not surgical. So it's totally fine. It's natural. Mm-hmm. But then they'll judge something that's surgical. And I'm like, I, I wonder if doctors use that. I'm not saying they do, but maybe it's like makes people more comfortable. They're kind of all the same thing. You know, it's, it's a, all, yeah. It's something you pay $2,000 or more for mm-hmm. to fix whatever you think is wrong. Yeah. On your face. And it's getting younger and younger, mm. which is interesting, right? Yeah. Because now girls, I mean. 16-year-olds, I know, getting no. their lips done. Oh, yeah, lips. That's true. Oh, my God. Lips have now become so not a big deal. Everything just becomes less and less of a big deal. But I feel like filler started out as like, you know, something you do as you age, but now girls in their young 20s are doing it to contour their face. So Mm -hmm. it just keeps getting younger. Yeah. I mean, should we just share anything we've done plastic surgery-wise? Although you've done nothing. So how are we even going to share this? Well, I did something. I did M face. M face. And honestly, it was like 20 minutes of like ultrasound on my cheeks. And And that's that's it, it. right? That's it. That's it. That's my list. Okay, well. I'm wearing colored contacts. (laughs) Oh, well, congratulations. Your face is perfect. Now, let me tell you the things that I've had to do. (laughs) No, actually, I haven't done that much. Um, The first thing I ever did was Botox at 28. And that's in my forehead and crow's feet. I've done so many lasers on my skin because hyperpigmentation was just something that started, even though I actually started getting it before I even noticed it. A dermatologist in LA was like, oh, you have these spots on your face that I never even saw. And so then I think I became obsessed with it. Mm. So I did lasers when I was like 26, 27, and I still do them now, just you know, whenever I feel like I want to. The one thing I did that I really thank God it went away, but I had little marionette lines, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's like the lines at the corner of your mouth. And I was, I know I was under 30. I was like 28 or 29, I can't remember. 
and I had a friend who was a surgeon and he was like, oh, I'll just put a little filler for you. Like he did it at his apartment. He brought it home one day from UCLA. Looked great for like two days. And then I got these like big balls on the side of my mouth, <gasps> like lumps. And I was like, oh my God. And I'd show him and he was like, oh, that's buckle fat. And I'm like, but I never had that before and whatever. So then I had to dissolve it. Wait, why did it move your buckle fat? It wasn't, I think he just thought it, I, I don't think it was buckle fat. Okay. I had to get it dissolved because you know how you can dissolve filler and it wouldn't fully go away. It was like, I had to go like, two, I went to a different doctor to dissolve it and then I felt like it was still there. So then like a year later, I was like, okay, he obviously just messed it up. Let me try it again. Tried it again and it again did these like lump things right there. So had to get it dissolved again. And then I was like terrified to do it. And then I ended up talking to this doctor about strings. I didn't, or threads. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of it. And he was like, oh, the reason you're getting these is because you need to lift a little bit. That's where the lines are coming from. And he was like, your face specifically. He was like telling me all about the anatomy of my face. So it wasn't the buckle. He said, no, it was the way the filler was like pushing up the fat tier. So I ended up doing threads when I was 29. And it was just in this like, basically right on my jawline. And to be honest, it looked amazing. It got rid of those like little lumps. And then it looked great and they didn't really come back for like four years. And honestly, now what I do for them is microcurrent. Mm. So when I think back to threads and people are like the only last, like how did, how did it work on you? And I'm like, I was 29, like anything would have looked good on me. Yeah. And they have permanent threads now, metal ones for the No, this line. was not permanent. Like mm -hmm. he told me they would last two years and I feel like they did, but I'm also like my face changed and I was so young. So I've never done it since because then I've heard horror stories afterwards and other people tell me it only lasted like three months for them. Well, thank God you did all this in your 20s when it didn't matter because <laughs> your face was still growing. <laughs> well, thank God it just like bounced back. Exactly. Honestly, I think about that because I'm like with less fat to work with, it might not have bounced. That's why someone in their like young 20s who does filler, they dissolve it or if it, like, it goes away, I feel like it's almost safer. When you get older, your skin doesn't have as much laxity. Yeah. So you have to be careful. So that was my experience with filler and threads there. And I will never do it again because it wasn't positive for me. I'm not going to lie. I want to do everything. I'm just scared because it's the face. You want? I mean, are you more scared to do your face or your body or just face? I oh mean, my face. God. Face. A hundred percent. It's like you can't cover face with couture. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, to me, it's like I think the stigma of getting surgery and getting Botox is completely gone because it's like, like, who are you if you haven't had Botox, you know? Right. But now. Now. And I think like Instagram filters and, you know, television shows and certain celebrities who do a lot of plastic surgery – they have made it more comfortable to talk about and to do. Like, is that the good thing? Like, I'm waiting for, like, the technology that you don't have to do it every three months, every six months. Like, you only have to do it once every 10 years. That's, like, the tech I'm waiting for. Like, I am so interested in Morpheus 8. Like, that's my big thing. And right. Buckle fat removal. Well, you want things that actually help you produce more collagen. Like yes. things like radio frequency, like versus like what let is me just radio put a frequency temporary thing. I, I mean, there's so much is. to get into in terms of specifics. Okay, reel me in, Mona. Reel me in. I'm sorry, <laughs> reel me in. Well, we could go off topic in this conversation so much because there's so much to say. Yeah, but I feel like I one thing I do want to address because everyone's like, oh my god, I've shared that I get Botox in yeah. YouTube videos uh, years ago, mm -hmm. and look, it's baby Botox. It's in my forehead and crow's feet. Those are the only two places I get it. And I think everyone just assumes because I live such a clean life and I love clean eating and I don't want to use toxic products, like how can you get Botox like you're so hypocritical? 
But girl, your forehead looks so good. Like Thank it just you. came out of the womb. No permanent lines. I think my theory on it is if you, look, when there's a cleaner alternative, I am all about it. So like there are so many clean skincare products. Why would I use an unclean one? There are so many clean body products, household products, organic food, but there is not a clean Botox yet. Although there is one that my dermatologist just told me about, but she was like, it just got approved. Let me use it for six months before you like dive in. So it's apparently a little bit less toxic. I don't know the name of it, so I don't want to butcher it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if there was a cleaner alternative, but then you have to pick and choose. So let me live as clean as I can. Mm -hmm. But then in the areas where I don't have an option, like let me live my life. I, you know, I like having a smoother forehead. Yeah. So you're like all about the Botox. (laughs) I mean, I'm not all about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you think it's safe and healthy. Like to me, it's more about like, okay, you're putting like botulism in your face. Like that scares me a little bit. No, honestly, I don't think it's like the best thing for you, but I still do it because I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. It's like, do I wish that I was so confident and comfortable with myself that I could just age and not get facials or lasers or like Botox in my forehead and be totally fine with it. Yeah, but I'm human. Yeah. So I do, you know, like I'm 37. I do, I don't want to get permanent lines in my forehead. Right. Um, also, of course, I do like that it only lasts three months. It's one thing about Botox I've always really liked. See, that's the thing I hate. Like you have to go back every three months. It's like a scam. No, but then it's like not permanent. Like if you get a nose job, it's done. And then where does it go? Like the it Botox? Just, it just doesn't, it like dissolves. Okay. I think. For real, though? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? It's a good question. Like, where does it go? Well, we, we're excreting toxins through sweat and pee and poop every yeah, day. That's, that's what happens. True. Yeah, like, the, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by Morpheus 8 because it has, like, similar, from what I've heard, it does similar things as, like, Botox and filler would do, mm-hmm. like, in terms of, like, smoothing out wrinkles and yes. smoothing out even acne scars. People use all the time for acne scars. And it's, that's not even, like, to me, that's, like, you know, more serious medical condition, right? And um, I'm so intrigued by that. But then I went to this doctor and I was like, sign me up for Morpheus 8 today. And they were like, well, you should wait a little bit because it makes your skin it can cause like a hardness and make your skin hard. Have I've you never heard, heard that? Never heard that. Yeah. So like we should tell people listening what Morpheus 8 is. Yes, It's, it's basically uh, it's combining radio frequency with, what's it called? Microneedling? Microneedling, yeah. yes. I feel like when, because you can go to levels of like what's a cosmetic procedure, right? And everyone, it's all just whatever you perceive it as mm-hmm. and whatever you want to judge it as. But there's like Botox and fillers, which is, I'd say, on a different level. Then there's like lasers and peels and radiofrequency and ultrasound. And those are like non-surgical procedures that can tighten your skin. So radiofrequency, obviously, it works on the surface of your skin, but it also tightens. And what does microneedling do? Microneedling. So the microneedling is like that vampire facial that everyone... But fun fact, you actually don't need to be bloody that's a really old school method because the whole point is they spin it prp it's called platelet rich plasma mm-hmm. they spin your blood and they get rid of the blood and just keep the platelet so the people who have blood all over them are actually doing a less advanced version the actual plasma is just yellow you should not walk out with blood on your face that's like an instagram hoax exactly go to a different doctor if they want to put blood on your face it's not as concentrated oh interesting and so the microneedling you're like Removing blood, poking holes, and that's stimulating collagen, right? So anytime, you know when you get a cut Mm -hmm. and then you get a scab? 
It's like your skin's like trying to, anytime you like cause damage, your skin's gonna produce more collagen. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea with all of it. It's like, oh, microneedling, we're gonna put little tiny holes in the top layer and then you're gonna grow this fresh new skin. Or laser, when it does like the heat, it stimulates your cells to create like a new layer of skin. I love that. So my mom, who's never done anything, um, yeah. she's against like everything. And her skin's amazing. Her skin's amazing. She doesn't have wrinkles. Like it's crazy. I mean, she does have some wrinkles like in the normal spots, but she has like, like no sagging wrink- more probably. Yeah. Like she has no wrinkles on her actual face. Like when she smiles, it's crazy. Um, I mean, she does laugh like ho, 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 <laughs> like <laughs> to prevent wrinkles. I mean, I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> she's like, that's where I draw the line. Can we like retell that story? Because I don't remember <laughs> if it was in an episode or not. And people need to know it's my favorite thing. But they can't see me. Y- y'all can't see me. But I'm literally going ho, 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 ho. That's how my mom laughs because she doesn't want to get wrinkles around her eyes. Where literally. was this information for me? <laughs> I know. I didn't follow it, girl. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, no. So she she's never done any Botox or filler. She like her her anti-aging thing is like seaweed and you know ginger and pineapple water everything natural she's like diet is like the only way to prevent aging but she always tells me you can do spot laser she's like spot "Spot laser laser is great she's obsessed with it not that she's done it because she has perfect skin but she always tells me to do it (laughs) you know my mom has never done a thing Uh like anything my grandmother my grandmother's never done a thing my grandmother's skin is literally butter i'm like there's not one her skin has sagged she's in Mm -hmm. her 80s Mm -hmm. but i'm like did i need to get botox like i wonder if i didn't start getting it would i have because i feel like i had little crow's feet at like 24 even i didn't start till 28 Mm -hmm. so that's why i did it but i wonder because same thing they did nothing they both never wear makeup they're just not very untypical or atypical Persians. What do you think is like a good age to start Botox? I think it all just depends. Okay, this is just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I feel like under 27 or 28 feels a little young, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're starting to get permanent lines in your forehead and you're 25, like that's your decision. What's really the difference in those three years? Yeah. It's hard to know no face cream is going to do what Botox does. So let's just oh, put that to you're rest. Killing me. I wish I'd be the first one to not use it, but mm-hmm. come on. Like it's actual muscles. You're paralyzing. Yeah. Stuff. We're just paralyzing the muscles to stop moving. Right. And then like, I just feel like, you know, I think it's like for us as women, it's, and, and men too, actually. I've seen a lot of men lately looking like they've gotten work done. Mm-hmm. And um, from Botox to filler to like full on implants. And buckle fat removal you see that all the time celebrities Athletes. i think it's like you're always constantly trying to look like your filter or trying to look young cuz everything's like photoshopped so that's hard like i just find it hard to like not want to do anything when you see everyone else doing it and looking so amazing but it's like what do they look like in real life you don't really know this is why i don't use filters and i'm not being like i'm holier than thou it's yeah. for my own mental health yeah. because i was like not used to what my own face looked like and it was start it, like this is going to be depressing when the filter comes off. And mm-hmm. this is such an unrealistic. And it's so funny because it's just making you think like, oh, if your nose was a little smaller, if your lips were a little bigger, mm-hmm. if your face was like perfectly porcelain smooth, like it's just not real life. So it's hard. It's distracting because you see everyone else on social only posting in filters. Yeah. And you're like, okay, do I do that to keep up or do I just keep it real? And I just for myself have to not because it's not realistic. Yeah. You know, Audrey Hepburn, when... um she passed away. She had so many wrinkles, but she looked so beautiful. Like I, I was trying to imagine her like with a bunch of Botox. Yeah. 
and like how different she would have looked. She looked so stunning to me. So this idea of having wrinkles, Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to, you know, as I approach 40s, like be okay with them. And I just keep looking back at Audrey Hepburn versus like some other celebrities who Who, got Who are just like tight and lifted and facelifted and fillered and everything. Yeah, I love, I don't know. I just, I like, I think about her. She's like goals. I totally agree. I think, I know this is probably a cliche thing to say, but like I like very tasteful things Mm -hmm. done Mm -hmm. slowly over time, but I definitely want to age and like, I don't want to not look like I'm in my, okay, when I'm in my 60s, maybe I want to look like I'm in my 50s, (laughs) but I don't want to try to look 20. 40s is, 60s is a new 40. Yeah. 40 is a new 60. Which way does it go? 40 is the new 25. Yeah. That's what we're saying. I say 50 is the new 30. Is that the right way though? Or if I say 30 is the yeah, new no, 50? Yeah, no, 50 is the new 50 30. 50 is the new 30, guys. Okay. <laughs> but I want, do you know what I mean? I think it's graceful and elegant and appropriate. Like I'm not trying to look 22, but it's like, of course I'm it gets scary. I'm literally trying to look 22 today. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. Please let me look 22 today. What does your sister think about, because I know she's not, I mean, you guys have such different lives. Yeah, I called her. I was literally in LA after the Golden Globes and I was like, I am going straight to Dr. Diamond's office, like (laughs) consultation, like paid consultation. I'm going. And then I was like halfway there. I was like, never mind. Because I got scared. I've done like, I so many consults. Me. Yeah. I, and I've done, I've done nothing, but I've just done yeah. them. Yeah. I didn't even want to go because I, you know me, like, well, you don't know me, but like if I showed up there, I'd be like, give me it all. Fill me up. You know, like, so like you just, I don't, like, I don't know. Like I'm scared to go by myself, you know? Let me tell I mean, go. No, Can I was you? just like, I FaceTimed my sister and she was like, why are you doing that? Like, she's like, you're in LA for two days and all of us, you're going to come back with plastic surgery, you know? Because like LA, like, it's like the great surgeons there. So it's like, but I, I want to do it naturally. I just am scared. I would disagree. Look, there's obviously great surgeons, but I would prefer New York 100%. I think that culturally there's just an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're constantly seeing women that want, it's like, we said it, like our vision changes when we're in LA. We're like, oh, this is what the normal woman looks like. And then when we're in New York, we're like, wait, no, it's not. Yeah. So I just feel like I've been, as someone who's been to a lot of consultations, just to ask and get it. I always feel like if you want any information, like you need to talk to numerous people, get opinions. They will tell you everything you need to do and yeah. things that are so unnecessary. Do you remember when I wanted a bigger butt during the like 2000? Oh my God. This was 2018 or something. And it was the whole big butt craze. And I purposely gained like 15 to 18 pounds to try to get a bigger butt. And then, so anyway, <sighs> I was so influenced. And even like, I, I just can't believe me was influenced to do. So I went to this doctor in LA and he was like trying to convince me to do fat transfer. And he was like, you need a little lipo. Like we need to take it out of your stomach and legs. Where? And he, he, his actual words were, you need it. He said like on the side of my butt, it was too flat, you know, where like your hip dips are. And babe, like I literally scheduled the surgery and 30 days before, thank God I had two good friends who were surgeons, Dr. Julius Few and Dr. Darshan Shah. And they were like, I promise you are going to regret this. So I do Why? not do it. Because they were like, first of all, they were like, putting fat into your ass is going to cause like cellulite and dimples as you age. Number one, you don't need it. You have a small frame. Like I was just so influenced by this culture and I canceled it a month before. And looking back, I'm so thankful. Like it's actually a dangerous surgery. And it's just like, I didn't need it. I'm, I have, I don't need a huge butt that doesn't match my body. You don't need it, obviously. <laughs> we um, don't need anything like that. 
But I've heard of these um, procedures, you know, some of my friends have been talking about laser lipo, which is like the non, it's like not technically surgery because you're awake. Does it go in your skin? And you like use what looks like an epidural needle. (laughs) Oh, I've seen that. It looks crazy. It looks like the matrix. And you put it in your stomach and then you put it in your ass and take the fat from your stomach and put it in your ass. I'm sorry, but that sounds amazing to me. So like, I is that the same thing that you're yes. talking about? Oh, okay. The concept's amazing. Yeah. But that's, from what I learned through that experience of talking to like doctors that had no incentive and were just friends, you, first of all, when you do any kind of fat transfer, like a lot of people actually put fat in their face when they get older instead of filler because it's like your natural body and it tends to look a little more natural. Mm-hmm you lose 50% of it. You don't know how much is going to actually stay and how much is going to go away. So doctors usually have to either overfill it or they have to do it numerous times because the fat doesn't last the same as filler. So they were like, for you to actually get a bigger butt, you would need so much fat to transfer. So my thought is like this little laser wand isn't getting enough to actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. And honestly, like if you think about it, like that's again, the fear, the long-term ramifications of doing a procedure that looks good now and then how is it how is it going to look in five years exactly that's my biggest fear with any like any even the thing i did this thing recently this is like as far as i've gone and i did this thing called m sculpt but it's called m face because you put it on your face i don't even know what it is i'm the worst person to be describing what i like that's again me i showed up and i was like does it work they're like yeah i'm like let's go like it's non-invasive to the point where you could they told me i could do botox or filler if i wanted to the same day it's nothing so they just put like this thing on your forehead and your cheeks and it like is hot but it's not hot it feels like it's hot but it's not hot it's like radio frequency i think it's like a laser treatment i'm literally googling it Are as you? you're talking so it's a laser treatment it's so. not laser though because maybe it, it's ultrasound. It's maybe ultrasound because it's nothing like it's just these patches and I just lay there. So you just wanted your cheekbones like a little more contoured. That was the no, point. No, I was focusing on my jawline, but they said if I did it on my cheekbones that like they would I would notice it in my jawline. Like I'm not going to lie right now. I haven't noticed it. But <laughs> did like, you notice it when you let because you called me after and you were like, oh, it looks good the first week. And then literally I drank water and I was like, I'm huge again. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, where are my cheeks? But like, it was like, they said it takes a year sometimes to notice the results, which is the same as Morpheus 8. So this is much less invasive than Morpheus 8. Like, this is like nothing. This is like less than a chemical peel, which I've never had. I feel so, okay, with M-Sculpt, I know that it feels like it's not as intense because, but what the difference between ultrasound and radio frequency ultrasound just doesn't hit the top layer it only hits under so you're still impacting like your muscles in your face Mm -hmm. but it's just not hitting the top surface so you don't see like redness and i feel like maybe people think it's less intense because of that you know like radio frequency is actually giving you like better texture and like maybe getting rid of pigmentation but also tightening whereas ultrasound like tightens more but doesn't affect the top layer you know it's like i just think with these non-surgical procedures the only like thing that can get a little dicey and scary is everyone's like, oh, it's like non-surgical, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it is still a big deal. Like I was talking to, okay, the latest with me, mm-hmm. I've been like, do I have a double chin? You like, don't. I swear I've been noticing it. And I'm rolling my eyes so hard I'm just right being now. so vulnerable right now. But it's like, okay, what's going on? So I asked my dermatologist and she was like, yeah, ultrasound would like tighten under here. And then she was like, we could also do it on your jawline. And I was like, but I don't want to lose any fat in my face because that's like 
what happens as you age, you lose fat in your face. And like, I think fat is useful. And she was like, yeah, it could do that. Like, fl- like straight Wait, up. I'm like, sign me up. The heat <laughs> can make, can get rid of some fat in your face. So you have to be careful. Like if you're tightening one area, it might make you, it, it's like one little thing can affect another area. So just because it's non-surgical doesn't mean it's going to not impact your face or actually have yeah, that's that's something that my mom always taught me. Like growing up, she was like, I would say like, oh, I wish I had a bigger nose. By the way, you can't get a bigger nose job. They, that I don't know exist. anyone who's ever wanted a bigger nose. I literally went to this nose person and I was like, I want a bigger nose. He's like, this has never happened to me before. <laughs> and I, it's, it's not possible. Like I've looked everywhere. But you were like, we're going to take skin from your ankle <laughs> and some bone and like build out a bigger nose. But my mom told me when I was younger and I used to always ask for this. She was like, you change one line on your face. You something else has to change too. Like yep. everything, then that's kind of the slippery slope, right? Like you change one thing, you want to point your chin, then all of a sudden your nose might look smaller or bigger or you, 100%. you know, like, so again, I'm, I feel like I'm like scaring everyone from doing No, no. These are real fears I have though before I do anything. I think so too. I'm, I'm just totally with you. That's why I told you I like Botox. I like that it's not permanent. Yeah. Like I would rather go every three months and or every four months, whatever mm-hmm. I decide to do. Mm-hmm. But trends change. Remember, I don't know when it was like the Baywatch days when huge boobs were in. Oh my God. Yeah. Right? That was, we were younger, but I just remember like thinking back and now. And now in fashion, like you can't fit into sample size if you have, your boobs are too big. No, exa- exactly. And even the big butt thing, it's going away. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure some people have actually removed it. It just makes you like really have to be cautious when you're deciding to do something. I feel like some people, Let's say I know friends who like hated their nose their whole life, like my brother, right? He like really wanted a nose job, really wanted. And I was even like, you don't need one. But he inside did not like his nose. He loves it now. He's so much more confident. It's not he like a it? nose. He did it. Oh, cool. And, I, and I'm actually like, I'm, I told him, I was like, you actually look great. Like it looks really good. I was just worried he was going to like mess up his face because I thought it looked fine. But that's just not, it wasn't a trend. It was something he really, really didn't feel comfortable with, didn't like about himself. And everyone has it. In a perfect world, again, we'd be totally great with exactly how we look. But if there's something like you've given it time, you've given it real thought, it's not because big butts are in or it's not because all of a sudden huge boobs are in. Maybe if you do want a boob job, like doesn't mean it's because it's a trend. It's just something you've always been self-conscious about. And that's the direction you want to go in, right? Like, yeah. Do you like think imagine about that? like getting all this work done because it's so in and then, and then it's, it's out. out. <laughs> that would be not good. Worst. Like, do you have a question for you? Mm-hmm. Your jawline. Is Ugh. it because you're seeing snatched because snatched jawlines are like an Instagram model thing or is it because it's something you've always wanted to do? I feel like I was obsessed with it since Angelina Jolie was born. I've you know, never like noticed jawline her jawline in my is life. So snatched, obsessed. Like, and then like it became the thing. Like all of the celebrities getting like those super snatched jawlines. That word snatched. The word snatched. <laughs> when I think people the hate word it. snatched is it's the worst. It's basically jawlines and cheekbones, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I like have eyes. huge cheekbones. I mean, you can't really tell because like my cheeks are chubby. But that was the other thing I wanted to do. The you buckle have great fat cheekbones. Rem- Thank you. But I wanted to do the buckle fat removal for so long. But th- again, like I have friends who have done it. I can't say who, <laughs> but I know people who have done it. And their skin after doing it is starting to sag, like get yeah. wrinkly. And then what's next? A facelift. So that's really the only option after that. So the buckle fat thing, re- it scares me. And it's very like popular right now. It's all over trending, all over TikTok. 
you know, again, that's like the thing, like the long term, like what are you going to look like in 10 years from now is my fear. But hopefully maybe like they'll have solved aging by then. (laughs) I feel like one thing if I could tell anyone listening to this podcast, be careful with the fat in your face, because that is the thing that that's what you lose as you age. And I didn't really know this in my 20s. I feel like once you get to your 30s, you're like, wait, why does this look different? And then Mm -hmm. you start researching and talking to dermatologists and you realize even like lasers, I mean, filler is supposed to mimic fat that you've lost in your face. That's why your eyes get more hollow. So people put it in their their nasolabial lines and everything. So just be careful of removing any fat or... But what if you're, what if you have a round face like me, like you have a, you know, you have like a different type of face than I do. I have a really round face and really chubby cheeks. So like for me, it could look amazing. That's fair. I just don't know though. Like, cause once it's out, it's gone. Like there's no putting it back in. That's what, yeah, agree. Once it's out, it's gone. I also feel like we should talk about something. Um, Scared. No, (laughs) we've talked about this privately. A million times for hours, but like actual plastic surgery, like facelift versus string threads, which we haven't even gotten into threads. I think facelift is the way to go. I, I think, think so too. Well, I don't obviously like I don't know anything because <laughs> I haven't done anything, so I'm the worst person to ask. But what I do know is that facelift to me, everyone I've seen do a facelift looks the most natural. I also think a facelift isn't what it used to be. Mm, how so? Because I feel like when I was young and I would see these older women, it was like this stretched look and it was this, it was scary. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, we follow so many doctors on Instagram that do before and afters and it's the most subtle, beautiful difference. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what looks different. You're like, oh, they just look younger and more refreshed. Mm-hmm. Like I love work that's like, what do they do? I don't know. Yeah. You just look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just, you know, ate some seaweed. Yeah, exactly. I talked to beauty broker. So you're the one who (gasps) told me about beauty broker first. She's so expensive. She is very expensive, but she does really know her stuff. Mm -hmm. And we talked all and she gave, I remember her saying this thing. I want to give her credit because she was like, you need to lift before you fill. And she was like, when, when your skin, the reason people want to do filler like let's say they have these folds right here, the nasolabial folds, or they that have- we have when we're 12, Mona. I know, I'm obsessed <laughs> with nasolabial folds. I'm like, Giselle had them when she was 12. <laughs> or the marionette lines. Yeah. People fill them, but when your skin is sagging, you're trying to fill it and it ends up just looking like lion face. Or my, oh. okay, this is my pet peeve. When you go to a doctor and they tell you that you should do filler on your top cheeks to lift the skin so that you don't get rid of nasolabial folds, how much filler do you think it would take to lift your actual cheek to get rid of a wrinkle? That's why people come out looking like balloon face. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Right. So, but if you actually just lift the skin, you're like, oh, that line goes away. Mm-hmm. And like a facelift will last so long too. It's permanent. I mean, one thing um, I remember reading somewhere, it was like, it's permanent, but you will continue to age. So of course you can't stop what's happening. I mean- I think some women do it every 10 to 15 years or something. That's amazing. I know. What is wrong with us though? Like, why do we care so much? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, I'm like so excited and amazed, but then also like the other side of me is like, but also why are we so vain? You know, it's such a good point. Cause like, it's not even like the men pressuring us. 
it's women it's pressure. All, it's looking it's at all, other yeah. women's hot Instagram faces. And it's you're like, really Why? not. Like, it's all the pressure I put on myself. Babes, literally at the Golden Globes, I was like yelling at Danielle. I was like, make me look like LA lips. LA lips. Overline. I was like, line my top lip like I'm in LA. And like, Michael's like, babe, no. Right. Classy. But like, it's like, I, I don't know. That. It could be like, that's the thing. It could be like uh, a trend, you know, like the overlined lip. I don't know, but I don't know why we care so much I mean, about aging. I think it's probably just so societal, right? Like women, it's like men get better as they age and women don't. Like we have to, like a man with gray hair is like so sexy. And then we're like, oh my God, a gray hair on a woman is just unacceptable. Obviously not, but that's what we're taught and exposed to. Who taught us that? I don't know. I magazines, <laughs> Hollywood. No. <laughs> it's just weird to me. Like I think of this whole conversation that we're having about plastic surgery is like it's like I I'm struggling cuz I want it so bad, but then I'm like is it like so shallow to want it this badly? And also I'm scared. So I'm like struggling with these three different things. I think I feel like calling it shallow I don't agree with that because we are so not shallow, the both mm -hmm. of us. I mm -hmm. know that to be true. Well, um, I mean, I, I hear no. I think that we care <laughs> about things. But it's not. I don't think shallow is a word for it. I we're think it's, surf. We're not surface. We're deep and we're, chill. We're deep and chill. <laughs> Listen to our trailer. <laughs> exactly. No, but I think seriously. it's normal. It's like human. It's yeah. human to care. Like it doesn't mean you're. I, I feel like shallow is a very like negative. Yeah. Aggressive word. Yeah, like we can care about how we look. Yeah. And want to still, you know, look young. It's not the only thing we care about, but mm -hmm. we do care about it. Yeah. And we also struggle with caring about it. We're like, why do I care so much? Because mm -hmm. I often ask myself, like, why do I care so much when I'm, sh I really should just be playing the piano and like creating great music. But then like, you know, like I would love a point to your chin. Oh my God. When I look at the little, <laughs> I don't remember who said this to me. I think it maybe my therapist, I don't remember. But it was like, she was like, you are in such a fix it mentality all the time. Like, and stop looking at everything like you have to fix it. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm not flexible enough. I need to fix this. I need to fix my gut health. I need to fix my face. Like, and I think yeah. that like judgment towards yourself, like we need to fix any little thing that goes wrong. Also, I really believe that like our beauty as we age, especially like in our 50s and 60s, as we approach like older, mm -hmm. Our beauty is going to come from like our personality and who we are. And that sounds so corny, but I really believe that. Like you can really see a personality on a face after the like the youth is gone. I think there's like beauty in that. And also that can make you beautiful. It beautiful. already does. Like, you know? It already does. In our I 30s? Mean, yes. <laughs> Someone's energy and radiance and confidence and warmth makes them so much more beautiful. Mm. Like I feel like I think all my friends are so beautiful and they are, but I feel like I think they're even more beautiful. As soon as I meet, and this, tell me this hasn't happened to you. You meet someone once and you might <laughs> like be real, like, you're like, yeah, this person's not that attractive. As soon as you actually form a friendship or like them, it changes in your eyes. Yeah. And you can, you find them more beautiful or more attractive. How many men have you or met? Or the other you, way. Yeah, exactly. Or the mm -hmm. other way. Like you were a model, but you're so mean. Yes. You're fugly on the inside. Yes, men are like you know? that too. They yeah. like I think the good ones yeah. like warmth and like like laughter and happiness. It's not just it's definitely mm. not just surface. So basically, skip the surge and be a good person. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> or do it responsibly yeah. and safely. Yeah. Little and by little, right? Yeah, I think it's like 
One thing I love in terms of spirituality, because we always take it back to this, right? Is like, sometimes I try to go so far and not be a human. And then I forget that we are having a human experience. So don't judge yourself for being human. Yeah. Like we aren't we aren't souls and spiritual beings who like just don't care about anything. We do care and I can pretend like I don't, but maybe as we get older, I'll care less and I'm sure that will happen because it's already happened. But if you are gonna do it and you do care, just do not go off of trends. Mm-hmm interview with a lot of people, like go to a lot of consultations, be smart about it and like really be thoughtful. Don't just do something on a whim. That was so amazing. Honestly, like I feel like I learned so much and thank you for sharing. Like, you know, sharing plastic surgery can be a bit vulnerable. I feel <laughs> I, I feel, feel vulnerable right now. I'm not gonna lie. No I'm one so judged sorry. me. <laughs> I'm like over here like I I did nothing. <laughs> no, I'm like, it's I did like I have nothing to be vulnerable about but I want to do everything, you know? No, I mean, I think it's important to share. And honestly, like, thank God it all turned out okay. So hopefully mm-hmm. it will help anyone who maybe was going to do something, maybe put a little bit more thought into it. So that's the goal. Yeah. We're being open. Yeah. No, no filters, Chloe. That's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Make sure you follow Core Self on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Mona Van and at Miss Chloe Flower. See you next week. Bye. Bye.